week by week. We've been in the Belgic for a little bit over a year now, I believe, and it's just a way to kind of get the essentials of our faith to better know what we believe, why we believe those things, and to be able to communicate that in an effective way. And so we'll go ahead and read that now and hone in on a portion. It says, So then, we confess that God fulfilled the promise made to the early fathers and mothers by the mouth of the holy prophets when he sent the only and eternal Son of God into the world at the time appointed. The Son took the form of a slave and was made in human form, truly assuming a real human nature with all its weaknesses except for sin, being conceived in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit, without male participation. And Christ not only assumed human nature as far as the body is concerned, but also a real human soul, in order to be a real human being. For since the soul had been lost as well as the body, Christ had to assume them both, to save them both together. Therefore we confess against the heresy of the Anabaptists who deny that Christ assumed flesh from his mother, that Christ shared the very flesh and blood of children, being the fruit of the loins of David according to the flesh, descended from David according to the flesh, the fruit of the womb of the Virgin Mary, born of a woman, the seed of David, the root of Jesse, descended from Judah, having descended from the Jews according to the flesh. Descended from Abraham, having assumed descent from Abraham and Sarah, and was made like his brothers and sisters, yet without sin. In this way, Christ is truly our Emmanuel, that is, God with us. As we've made positive cases for our belief of Christ being truly God and truly man, body and soul, we look now to the contrast in affirming against the Anabaptists who held that Christ did not assume flesh from Mary. The Anabaptists, for those of you who aren't familiar, were various groups that separated from Rome to start their own churches and even their own societies. Their name meant rebaptizers, as they rejected infant baptism as a Roman Catholic error. To be clear... They did not do this for the same reasons as the particular Baptists, or as also known, the Reformed Baptists did. These are two entirely distinct traditions. So Baptists are not Anabaptists, just to be clear. The Anabaptists, though, also had many different views of the doctrine of the Incarnation. The author of the Belgic was actually no stranger to them, and he actually wrote a treatise against them and all their groups known to him. It was such a forceful treatise that it was said of him that God caused him to be as impregnable as a wall of steel against this sect. He, in this confession, rejected their view, the views of the Anabaptists who asserted that Christ did not receive his humanity from his mother. The Belgic responded as is fit with scripture. Born of the woman, the seed of David, 
the roots of Jesse, that part in this article is kind of repetitive, right? It's kind of, where are we going with it? It's a little, it's worded a little bit odd, but it's purposely so, because what it's doing here is it is quoting scripture over and over again, adding with descended from the flesh to make something very clear. Christ was born of the flesh. He was of flesh and blood. And it was to silence those who denied this, such as the Anabaptists. It also points to Hebrews, which says that Christ shared the same flesh and blood of children. And that he was made like unto his brethren in all things. Several texts in Hebrews 2 deal also with the suitability and the necessity of Christ's true humanity being received from his mother. In verse 11, the writer speaks of us along with Christ, saying that we all share one origin. In the NIV, it says we are all of the same family. In verse 14, that we share in flesh and blood, and that Christ partook of the same things that we all do. And so scripture is very clear here. In the same way we received our human nature from our parents, Christ received his human nature from his mother. He did not simply just appear to be human, as the Anabaptists claimed, but was as human as human could be. And why is this important? Why did Christ have to be truly God and truly man? Because as we said last week, that which he did not assume, he could not heal. He assumed from the womb of the Virgin Mary, human flesh, human blood, and a human soul, so that he may save our flesh, our blood, and our souls, and not just that of adults, but also of children, as the confession makes clear, and not just those children who are around us today, but even those who may perish in the womb. He knows even their frame. And what he has assumed, he may heal. And as the last line says, in this way, Christ is truly our Emmanuel. That is God with us. Truly God and truly man, near and not far off, a king who has overcome the darkness.